Hello and welcome to Things Not Considered. Our subject today is shoes. I will be talking origins and about more modern developments. Shoes are something all of us in the Western world are very familiar with. Why? Because we wear them to keep our feet safe and warm. Shoes are also worn to be fashionable and because it is expected. If you go into a business, a school, or do outside pursuits, you'll be expected to wear shoes. Try showing up somewhere without shoes and you'll see what I mean. The dawn of shoes began about 40,000 years ago and was noted by archaeologist Eric Trinklas, who studied the impact fashion had on the bones of the human body. His study of skeletons revealed that the bones of the legs and feet, including the toes, were very thick until about 40,000 years ago. The skeletons from this period had smaller or wimpier toes, while the leg bones were still robust. It is noted that this period in history was a time of change for tools and society as it pertains to developing industry. So it makes sense that people would start wearing shoes. Some of the earliest shoes were made out of sagebrush bark, leather, and fur, and unfortunately not many of them survive today for us to study. In thinking of shoes in a more modern sense, it was the machinery of Jan Ernst Matslinger, a Dutch and African-American man who was born in Dutch Guiana. He began his career as a machinist at the age of 10, and he would go very far, more in a moment. Welcome back. We know that he apprenticed with his father when he was about 10 and that he would stay in Guiana till age 19. He then became a sailor and then later worked as a mechanic in the Dutch East Indies. It is said his native tongue was Dutch, but he worked very hard to learn English. And by 1877, he had arrived in Philadelphia where he did odd jobs and sometimes worked as a mechanic. Later, he would move to Massachusetts, where he worked in a shoe factory. At this time, it was thought shoes could only be made by hand because attaching the upper to the sole required great skill. The people who did this job were called lasters, or hand lasters, because using a last, they stretched leather over a metal or plastic foot frame, formed the shoe, and then did the final assembly. Yawn had studied how the handlasters performed their very time-consuming job over the years. And during this time, Jan began work on a machine that could assemble and sew or nail the uppers to the sole of the shoe. By 1883, he was assigned his first patent and would go on to get four more for his machines. He worked tirelessly for years on his lasting machine, often neglecting his health his ideas changed how shoes were made and more than double the amount of shoes made from 50 a day by human hands to 150 or more per day. Shoes became less expensive and more readily available in the nation. His machine also created more employment and a school was even set up to teach people to use the machine in factories. This completely revolutionized the shoe industry. It is unfortunate he did not see the full profit and impact of his dream. 
as he passed away at age 36 of tuberculosis. He did leave his share of the business to the church that had welcomed him in Massachusetts. Today, his legacy lives on, and on September 15, 1991, the U.S. Postal Service put out a stamp with his picture on it. It is in the Black Heritage Series, which recognizes individual achievements. Thank you, Mr. Matt Siliger, and thank you for listening.